Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone-themed podcast. We record the show live on a Thursday night on youtube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out, and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are... Wacky Wes. Mikey Dread. Art Faulkner. Carlos Campos. Thank you. Let's Drone Out Hello and welcome back to Lightning the Artist Cast. No, that's the other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and you're Going listening well. to Let's Drone Out. Tonight you're joined by Andrew slash Frank. Good evening. Everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello. And we have Famous 260. Hello, good evening. <laughs> I'm Brighton Flyfly. Hello, let's start the show. Um, Jack, have you been able to get out and fly at all this week? Uh, yes, I flew Tuesday. Ooh, I had a very good I- time. Good. I've got, I've, I've, I've got some footage, and um, yes, I went to Stamford Park. They're now charging for parking, which sucks. But I actually got to fly around some trees. I Ooh. clipped a few trees, clipped a few bushes, and uh, had a good old time. Um, Did you clip uh, the, f- the hill again? Uh, no. <laughs> um, the the Mars, I must say, uh, excellent. Excellent. Uh, mi- is it mini camera? Like mini micro, nano, micro camera. Um, I must say, thank you, Venus. It is incredible, but unfortunately, uh, the case has cracked on it. So it didn't, it didn't hold up too well to, uh, to a tree. But, uh, <laughs> Destructive and, testing. I don't tend to do that, so thank you for that. Yeah, and I found out that the uh, Toothless is a micro camera, so it's actually... Uh, hang on, 19, uh, 20, 21, 22, uh, three millimeters wider and doesn't fit. So, great, good to know. 19 mil for the win. So, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're trying to fix that. Uh, yeah, so I, I went to flew with Digby Dan and um, Tom uh, came with us, uh, who I met through, funny enough, eBay. And I, I bought some receivers from him and uh, I've, I've, broke the ottoman uh lid and i was like man can you can you do something about that and he was like yep so uh once again using uh the, it's the people you know and their their wonderful <laughs> skills um and his whole woodwork shop um i'm glad so, you explained yeah, that because i thought breaking the ottoman lid was some sort of weird euphemism for something <laughs> else that i don't know about <laughs> yeah, so so I had a good time. Um, nothing, nothing too eventful happened with with flying, but uh, managed to managed to do about four packs. Um, uh, we we got out a little late, and uh, it was it was the uh, Torval um, bags mm. first day out as well. So I'm one of these guys who've got an FPV bag. Uh, it's it it is nice having everything with you, but geez, it's so heavy. It hurts my insides a bit. It is so Not heavy. So much in it, it, and then it wouldn't be as heavy. <laughs> it's it's heavy with stuff not really in it. I mean, I could lose. Funny enough, I brought the tablet along with me, and um, you the know, tablet or your tablets. I mean, there's quite a big weight difference there between the tablet. Two. Yeah. Oh no, not really. No, you know how many tablets I have to take? That's what I meant. The the, the yeah. single tablet is the lighter one. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah. Took that. Uh, funny enough, Tom used that, so that was pretty good. And um, yeah, didn't really use any of my like sort of tools or anything. Just grabbed a few props, but the main compartment of it is pretty empty. Um, you know, it's only got really got a few tools in it. My my uh, transmitter. It's nice not to break every single switch off my transmitter um, for a change because, you know, with my uh, Jippo bags of, like, you know... Like, Carrier bags, like, not out, one. Yeah, like, but if you're unfamiliar with this story, Painless, I've broken all my long uh, leather, 
lever switches off my Tyrannus by putting it in a carrier bag. Ah, okay. Uh, I've got a couple of bags and cases in here, mate. If you want, if, if you need something, just hit me up because I've got things hanging about. If you well, genuinely I, need a bag to keep it I, safe, I, I, I've, I've sorted it now. But <laughs> the 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 bag weighs a ton. It's like it's it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's literally all padding and the front repair flap bit where. It's got like a little magnetic pot on it, which is completely useless for me because all my hardware is aluminium. But uh, yeah, that's what happens. That's completely... Thinking about cutting that bit out, but I don't know whether that's a good idea or not to start just hacking bits off a bag. Tailspin says you don't need a car battery. There uh, is no car battery in there. Grumpy says you don't need a petrol generator. Uh, Caroline says you need to pack some helium balloons in. It weighs it weighs a ton. This bag, it's like it's just all padding and bag. It's like I think you need to get it on some scales to see what it does weigh. That'd be interesting. Uh, Perhaps you're not just distributing the weight properly on yourself. I managed to break my momentary switch in the Tolville transmitter case. Aha! I didn't buy one of those. Problem I see itself. a dolphin behind Lee. <clears throat> Have you got a dolphin, Lee? Like, okay. uh, Yes, no, that I see I've got to do the right what it's called. hand. That's it, yeah, that's the uh, Atom RC Dolphin. So we mm-hmm. had the Killer Whale, the bloody stupid names. Uh, not that Killer Whales and Dolphins are bloody stupid. <laughs> that's fine, that yeah. Very smart. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it's like calling them Fluffy Teddy Bear and things like that. So that's the, that's the Dolphin. So after I did the Killer Whale, which was a twin-engined, kind of lovely floaty thing, loads of room inside, um, uh, quite a few people got in touch and said, oh, right, try the Dolphin. So I'm thinking, okay, right, fine. So I looked it up, and it, it looks like that, which to which in the pictures on – I ordered that one from Bangard, um, and on the pictures it looked a bit goofy, but everyone was saying, oh, it's quite good. Looked at a few videos on YouTube because, of course, that's how you, you, know, you find out whether something flies or not. And it was doing stupid speed, so I thought, I'll get one in. And it arrived today. And unpacking it, I'm quite impressed. And it does remind me of there was a movie back in, I think it was the 80s, with Clint Eastwood called Firefox. See, mm-hmm. this, yeah, there's a, a certain. Like below, below's a certain <laughs> age. It is now. Back then, it was like the secret code name for a special, you know, Soviet MIG, the new hypersonic plane that he stole because, you know, it's Clint Eastwood. But that plane looked epic. It's probably one of my favorite plane designs. It kind of looks a little <laughs> bit like that. It's even got canards. Is that how you say those? Mm-hmm. Um, at the bit. front. I'm not sure they do anything, but it looks epic. So that is is going to have my uh, and little INAF flight controller in it. And then the real reason I, I kind of got it is because I'm getting in an FPV combat system to have a play with a couple of my friends. I'm getting, about, I think, three. Uh, so I'm going to have one. A couple of mates going to have one. And we're going to be able to do aerial dogfighting. So it's, it's like it's, you you had the, uh, the guy on a couple of weeks ago on here, actually, I think. And, um, and, and of course, you know, I thought, well, 100 mile an hour, super agile wing is just the kind of thing. Uh, and and then when my friends found out what I was going to put it in, they did the eye roll because they were just going to stick it in any old thing. So uh, so unfortunately now they'll probably end up with having three of them because the guy who did the FPV system when he, I sent in the picture of it today and went, hey, the plane I'm going to put it in is here. He went, oh right, so you're flying the same thing to make it fair? No. Yes, probably. Um, I just had this great idea of them, you know, poodling along a little wing and me doing a 100-mile-an-hour pass and shooting them and zooming away into the sky, but I don't think it's going to work like that. But actually, it's a really nice model. It isn't particularly expensive. Um, it's got tons of room in there, so I'm I'm going to have a lot of fun over the next two or three days building it. And I haven't built a fixed-wing model for probably five or six weeks, something like that, and I've just... I don't know about you guys, but I, I get as much fun out of the building and the messing and the problem solving as I do with the flying and the and that stuff. And I've not been building anything because 
you know, uh, Wayne and I talked, Curry Kitten and I talked uh, a, a couple of weeks ago about this, you know, the China thing and the products coming in from China after Chinese New Year, uh, it's been really slow to get going again. So there hasn't been a lot of stuff to review. So there hasn't been the all the stuff coming in for you to play with. I'm really looking forward to, to setting that up because in the videos I've seen of people playing with it, it's a really fast, agile wing. And my mate is now, both of my mates, we've been practicing playing follow the leader in the sky. So actually, you know, finding the other pilot, getting in behind them and following them around. Because the thing is, when you do lots of FPV with fixed wing, that's not, unless you're filming, you don't tend to do that naturally anyway. You know, you you, you don't tend to try and stay behind. And it's uh, it's been really, really good fun. So yeah, it is, is the short answer. Yeah, uh, it's a dolphin. The first video will be up on Sunday. And I'll probably be asking people for what motor and prop combo. It's come with one, but I don't think it's the one that will give you crazy, insane speeds. <laughs> I think you need more thrust. So is it is it a regular motor pusher prop as opposed to like an EDF or something? No, it's a, reg- yeah, a regular pusher prop. Um, I, I'm not a massive fan of EDFs. I think they look co- really cool, but they burn so much battery. <laughs> you know, it, it, you need they a make really a lot of noise. They make a huge <laughs> amount of noise. Uh, but then again, you know, uh, some of these do as well. I mean, look at the noise you get from something like a Drac or the E-Wings Blackhawk. I mean, they, those things just make a horrible screaming noise. Uh, well, actually, it's not horrible. It's fantastic. But it does mean that, you know, if you fly anywhere but in the middle of nowhere, you you know, you get people kind of stood at the edge of the fields kind of glowering at you when you bring it into land, asking them what you think you're playing at. But um, but I'm, I'm hoping this will be the same. But, but this one will have pretend guns and I can shoot at my friends. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> what's not what's not to love that i've got to ask though jack are you still doing the fixed wing stuff because uh, that sounded like you were doing quads the other day yes um i've built well just last night i finished the uh i finished soldering the esc and um motor combo for my uh flight test cub so i i, I kind of built that for um you know, something short, uh, swell, is it? Short takeoff and landing. So? And, yeah. And uh, I don't know, something for fixed wing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> just, I don't know. I don't know these terms. But um, yeah, yeah, something something to fly around Sheldon's that might be quite good. And I've, I've, I've brought a streamer with me so mm-hmm. we could have a little, little chase. I, I don't know whether to stick FPV in it. And I'm kind of, I'm hanging on. I'm desperately hanging on for the update for uh, INAV. Because INAV, I'm kind of waiting for it to go past three and sort of settle out and stuff like that. So it's it's still there. I've got my wings, but I'm just kind of like hanging on for the updates. Any particular feature that you're waiting for? or Um... Yes, but I can't remember it anymore. And uh, <laughs> 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 right, so I went. I went to the final update of um, this is incredibly thri- thrilling information. But I went for the You're not the, the fin- ESCs again, are you? No, I I finally went for the you know like the update for the Tyrannus, so that you know you don't get the joystick problem anymore and stuff, and then. You know, we might be switching over to, is it Edge or something? I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. You know, like there's going to be a fork of OpenTX. But anyway, yeah, updating that for some reason has um, unbound all my uh, Crossfire receivers. Okay, it's it's the receiver number. Uh, I'll send you the link to the video that explains what it is because... Oh, no, I've fallen into that landmine. (laughs) (laughs) How long did that take? There's a video for that. There is a video for that, yeah. What you should do is have multi-binds. Like, no, 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 I can't get the Wi-Fi to show up. No, you don't need that. Just change your RX num to zero on your Crossfire models because RX num in later versions of OpenTX is actually used as part of the bind stuff with Crossfire and before it didn't care about it. So there's I I I had loads of people sending me that exact question about I've done an update I can't bind so I I don't tend to be on the very latest versions of OpenTX um, for my flight radios so I hadn't bumped mm-hmm. into it so I kind of just messaged Trappy and went what's going on and he went it's RX num what 
So he explained to me, and I did a video about it, and everyone was like, oh, okay. But you obviously haven't found it. So that's that's the answer, brother. So, yeah, RX. So but if you set to the default number of zero, you should be fine, mate. Yeah. So whilst I was um, flying, uh, nothing was bound. So like I met up with Tom for flying, and he was like, Digby Dan hasn't flown for about three years because his life's been in the air. Hey, Digby, if you're listening, how you doing? And then he meets up with me, and he's just like, he's looking at us like, wait, why am I flying with these two noobs? Like, I show up like nothing's bound on my transmitter. <laughs> and Digby Dan, like, instantly crashes into a tree. Um, so I had, I had all that. And also I noticed something really weird was that my Crossfire knew it was connected to a KISS flight controller. That was new. I didn't click on it, but I saw that it knew what it was connected to. Is there a video for that as well? No, but well, it's coming. Yes, yes and no. So it's number so, four on the list. Yeah, I'm not going to get into all the detail because it just makes me sound really boring. But but they, no, the way that's why they, we have you on. Okay, so when <laughs> when you actually interrogate the Crossfire system via the Lua script, you know the little menu that. And apologies to all of you that aren't Crossfire or Tracer pilots because this isn't going to be interesting at all. But the way it works is that you go into the Lua script and it shows you the devices that are currently connected. You, you kind of click on that device yeah. and then this menu magically kind of appears, right? That menu isn't set anywhere. That menu is actually a dynamically created hierarchical structure that's within Smart Audio, I think it is, isn't it, for CBS? Smart Audio. So there's this fantastic stuff within Smart Audio that the technology, and Chappie doesn't really talk about it, and he'll probably be annoyed at me for talking about this. But the way, so so the, it, what it means is that when they change things in the code, you don't then have to update the Lua script to have the right menu. It or it dynamically creates the menu, and that's why it kind of appears line by line. Kiss use exactly the same system, and they had a little keychain. I did a video on it a long time ago. And this little keychain, you could actually plug into your TBS system and navigate the menu as though it was a Lua script because it just read the menu out and you could navigate and change the settings. So that's what, So basically, yeah, it's that's why it works. But it's very I, cool when the first time it does it. I read the manual on the KISS manual, right? And did you know, whilst disarmed, you can change channel pa power and... Um, and um and and whatever oh god what is it band channel, channel and power. power that's it yeah yeah um yeah disarmed and you can move you can just move the sticks like your left and then up and down on the other like picture i can't remember but i, I read that and yeah apparently you can buy smart audio or um you know tramp uh, so you, you can sit there and move channel. I, I did not know that. I was like, "What the hell?" And that's being next. There, you'll be so. telling me that you can have a, a display on the screen, Jack. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, that, yeah. That is the of like smart audio, isn't it? What you're describing, <laughs> changing <laughs> no. channels and stuff without being armed. I when you are armed and flying, it's it's a worse idea to change channels, is what I find. Yeah, but no, I, it was nice. It's like the stick commands of all you know, like level calibration and all that sort of stuff. That's what I meant. I was, I didn't know that that was a feature. Oh, this got is because you like Kiss. You're not exactly. used to like going into the OSD menu and like, oh, I'll just change a load of stuff. I've, I've tried OSD. <laughs> and it just refuses to connect to anything. And there was a much worse update for me. Like ages ago, I updated um, OpenTX firmware and it put an extra mix in. You know, when you set up a mix, you can have like a source of all your channels and you use one called Max sometimes for mm -hmm. switches. And they put an extra one in, and it obviously worked on like a number. So I went to look at all my models. All the mix had the wrong source, and every single one I had to go through like 60 memories to go and change them all just to bring them back to working state, which is, I think, worse than binding. I think this is the reason why Edge uh, uh, TX is kind of coming out, because I think there's, there's, there's a growing number of people who are finding OpenTX is less of a solution and now becoming part of the problem. So it's going to be interesting how that actually works out. Um, I've uh, been invited to the Discord server to be part of it. Uh, so I'm kind of interested because as a, as a big um, fan of OpenTX in the early days, um, you know, and for those of you that have only been in the hobby for a couple of years, uh, you're lucky you missed a lot of the crap. It used to be that the radios would were incredibly expensive uh, really dumb 
And then the OpenTX system came out, what, 2014, really? It kind of caught, you know, became a big thing, um, which is forever in the hobby. But then OpenTX has continued to get more and more refined and support more and more radios. But it hasn't got any easier over that time to use. You know, there's still all of the wizards aren't there in the majority of radios. Uh, there's no uh, ability to abstract all that complexity away from a new user to make it simple for them. You know, you have to, you literally have to watch 20 videos, um, which, you know, is great for my channel. Thanks everybody for watching <laughs> that. But you have to watch 20 videos in order to learn how to set a model up or change things or where do you do your expo or, you know, how do you reverse a channel? And it should, you know, we got these wonderfully powerful radios with beautiful color screens, potentially touch, that could have really cute Lua scripts that you could walk you through, like Spectrum, Fotarba-esque, you know, kind of what are you setting up today? Um, and the the other thing I actually just got in, um, I've, I've got the Esheen version of the TX16S, so the Radio Master version. Uh, they've Esheen have brought one out, which I was a little bit suspicious about, so I thought I'll get one of those in. So I got that in unpacked it and started looking at it and they've changed a few things around on the radio so physically the some of the buttons are in different places so I, and actually it's pretty good so i got onto radio master and i said to, to the guys over there i said hang on a minute did you actually make this for them and they went oh yeah we oem it for them and i was like oh okay that explains why the hardware is kind of as good as the radio master stuff but then when i turned it on they've loaded all uh, um, model memories for all of their bind and fly models, like the <laughs> E160 helicopter. They're all sat there ready to bind. Nice. And I was like, wow, why Why am I so impressed with this? Because, <laughs> because actually this is a really obvious thing to do. You know, we should get it so that there's a way that you just plug an SD card in or you connect it up to your computer and just click one button and it loads the model into your radio. You don't have to, you know, import and export stuff in Companion. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly... It, it, it can be an awful lot simpler. And I really hope that with Edge, we start to get that, or it lights a fire under OpenTX, but that they actually stop just tinkering around and messing about and actually give an operating system that, like I say, you don't have to watch 20 videos for. Because it's amazing how many times I go to fly with mates and they'll be, oh, I'm glad you're here, mate. I was trying to set up this the other day and I've really cocked it up because it's gone. My aileron's now backwards and I can't figure out what I've done. You know, and you spend, and it's fine. That's fine. It's a two minute job to fix them all. But it's literally like you have this little line of two or three guys of like, I pressed a button and I have no idea what I've done, but I've completely (laughs) cocked it up. I, I, there's not many things I hate about Frank, right? But, the one thing that really pisses on my bonfire with Frank is that he doesn't go into the... He doesn't reverse a channel properly on a transmitter. He he adjusts the weight into the negative value. And then that means that the, 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 the trim switches are the wrong way around. Only if Boo you do hits, that on Frank. the inputs. If you do it on the outputs, the trims still work the right way around. But that is the thing with yeah, the There's not one way of doing yeah, it, it, exactly right. And this this is the thing, right? So it's and and people get really um, quite emotional about their way of doing it, right? So someone will show them the way of setting yeah, their radio. Frank's way is wrong. <laughs> Sorry, right? Frank. I, yeah, exactly right. And, and, and I'm it's, sure it's not because if I'm doing, for example, flapperons or something, maybe you know where yeah, you, okay, you, you've got different inputs being mixed into a single output, and it's the input that is wrong. Then they've got to change the input. That, that's that's surely how that works. Yeah, the, the, the little arrows on the output. I'm sorry. That's the way that I do it now. And I, uh, but there's, as Wayne says, there's two or three ways to do it in every single way. And the issue is, is that when you are trying to unpick someone else, because the, the thing that always makes my blood run cold a little bit is when someone like a Patreon will say, "I've tried to do a mix. I've tried to do a setup. It doesn't work. Can you have a look?" Because you kind of go, yeah. Because you know, <laughs> you can't you can't just look at the little bit they've done, right? The one screen in Companion, if they send you the model memory, you've actually got to check literally everything. Because there's three or four places you can reverse the channel. And they might have reversed it here, but then they might have reversed it back somewhere else. And then they may have done it somewhere else and then added a special function. 
that only and there's, there's like overrides to to this value <laughs> yeah absolutely oh. and like and like wayne said you know you can update the open tx and it just goes i've changed everything for you you're ready and it's completely screwed the whole thing up so um so yeah edge edge tx is going to be interesting and i'm i'm going to be i've got one radio here i'm actually going to use that Eshin radio as my test bed for it and have mm. a play um, but it, it, I just hope that it means that OpenTX actually start thinking about what we as pilots want rather than so just, just bring us at little things. So is the, the Edge, uh, are the developers left from that just a, kind of another kind of group of hobbyists that are, have decided to kind of take things on their own back, or is is there a kind of group supporting it that's, that's kind of... Is there a, a kind of mission in particular... I'm not completely sure until I get a lot deeper into it mm, about yeah. how how broad it goes. I know there is a group of manufacturers who are getting because because at the moment, you know, a lot of the innovation that we use in the hobby, all the radios and stuff, have this one common thread which is OpenTX. And if you can't get OpenTX to talk to you nicely, or you can't meet their requirements, <laughs> or you don't want to pay them that amount of money, then you have Freedom TX, or you have you know XYZ TX, or whatever on your radios. You know the TBS Tango stuff still isn't in there. The um, oh god, what was that bloody radio? Nirvana radio. Do you remember <laughs> that one? The Nirvana That's NJ's radio. favorite, I think, because it's got the. I think I'm fairly yeah. certain NJ's got that one. Uh, it looks weird. like a robotic just... dildo. I hated that thing. <laughs> it, it it does look like a sex toy, but it is actually <laughs> not a bad radio. Uh, but the the idea was very good. It's just that. Um, well, I won't versions. get into details. Well, at least. So, um, so, so OpenTX is kind of the common thing around it. I'm sure there's lots of people who would love just to be able to be master, more masters of their own destiny. Um, and, I, you know, there's loads of things that I've been asking OpenTX for um, that they're just not interested in doing. Uh, and and I, I, I kind of think they've lost the way a little bit because originally they were the answer, right? You know, we all used OpenTX because it was so powerful and it was great and it was on radios that cost 150 quid rather than 400 pounds for your spectrum. Amen, painless. Amen. Um, what was I going to say? I've uh, something that Frank is right about. Guess what? I I bought and uh, I I picked up a uh, battery XL Batsafe XL box. Uh, I I ordered it from. Um, do you remember these people called? Uh, they're partnered with the uh, Drone Works. Uh, make it build it. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, the. DHL driver doesn't understand how a button works properly because he didn't press my doorbell hard enough. So the buzzer never went off. So I waited in all day for this parcel. <laughs> With it and, sat on the doorstep. No, drop it, hide it, lose it. Bloody, it, like, took a photo of my door <laughs> and then went, sorry, we missed you. And I'm like, no, I'm in. You <laughs> yeah, I know. So there's going to be like the worst note tomorrow being like, Oi, Steve, learn how to press a button. You written on a post it note. So he's probably going to drop kick my eye. I haven't said that. I have had that problem with your doorbell before. I've uh, pressed why? it and been like, I've definitely pressed it. The light went out and everything, and and you didn't hear anything. So it's it was might be your end. <laughs> To it. I went down and I pressed it and it worked. I think it's because like Cause you were don't let me take that thing apart. No, I wasn't asleep. I was in the shower. With the I think it's open. probably that's, you that's know the what? optimum time to answer the door when you're in the shower. <laughs> no, I think it's probably one of those things where like, Jack knows the way that it works and can't understand that no one people else don't does. have that knack. Yeah, yeah. Press it till you hear it. <laughs> Then again, I, I got an irate call from a delivery driver telling me he was ringing my doorbell. Why wasn't I answering? So when I opened the door, there was nobody there. When I looked out, he was next door ringing next door. <laughs> door <bell. laughs> the, the inability to be able to recognise this great big number on the door, but, uh, but be able to phone me using presumably numbers on his phone was quite staggering. <laughs> Without doxing myself, I have a street that that is very close to me, two streets away, that sounds like my street and often you get delivery drivers trying to deliver to that house and i get i i get an irate phone call being like i'm outside and i'm like no you're not 
and they're like, I am. And I'm like, okay, hang on. Let me just go downstairs. I'm now outside my house. And they're like, no, you're not. And, and I'm like, I know where I live. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm here right now. You're not. If you read the address properly, and then they really don't like that. Like, <laughs> I just put the postcode in, God damn it. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. So we did actually get completely away from the favourite feature of iNav 3.0 that Jack was looking forward to. I can't remember. <laughs> I, all, all that comes to my head is safe, safe landing zones or some shit. And I can't get I, I can't get position hold to work on a wing. It doesn't work. Surely that's just for quads. Are you seriously no, saying that you're waiting to fly... Are you yeah, like, see, see, Wayne and I know the international symbol for loiter. The symbol for loiter. So cool. It doesn't work. <laughs> That's what I want to work, and I haven't Except got two modes selected. This isn't that a figure eight? Yeah, like, yeah. I never the circle. <laughs> Jack, are you seriously saying that you're waiting to fly your flight test models because you want iNav to be able to pick a place to loiter? No, um, no, they're, they're my wings. I don't. N- only only the RC uh, Explorer is has got an iNav board in it. And I um, think that's... Okay. What's happened with that is I, I set it up and I can't remember whether I finished setting it up or if I went... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you not leave post-it notes for yourself? No. I mean, I've, I've wrote on... I've written on stuff. This is f- <laughs> with a <laughs> With... That's what the white markers are for. And, um, yeah, these these markers, the paint markers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Can I just say, and, Frank, I'm so pleased I'm not the only one that literally does that, <laughs> that writes on the things that uh, where I was up to so that I'm not knackered. Because yeah. the I thing is, if you do like more you. than one... Well, the thing is, I, I forget, and then I go to the field, and then, because actually this week I had a disaster... Because I forget on the bottom of my ZOHD dart, the little dart that I love, mm. because it's got a vertical antenna for crossfire, I've got this little kind of foam comb that goes over it to stop it getting smashed in the boot. Uh, because of course it sticks below the model, right? And it's got one of those, you know, those remove before flight key rings. Ha ha ha, the, the red oh, one. Oh, right? no, you're not one, one of those. Not, right? <laughs> no, no, it, oh. it, it, we just did it as a laugh and it stayed on there. And anyway, it turns out that, uh, and I and I have flown it and forgotten to take that little thing off the bottom. Um, and only when, it, when it's landed and I've seen this piece of foam flying around, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and then gone and realized that, oh, you idiot, you were flying with this thing flapping in the wind. Um, uh, it turns out I, I launched it and this little streamer thing got caught in the prop. Um, the motor then stopped, sorry, the prop stopped, but the motor continued to turn. So it twisted the wires all the way up to the ESC, Ooh. then pulled it out, then snapped half the prop up. Funnily enough, it didn't go very well. Um, yeah, and it all came and it was all over. But I, INAV is, is uh, yeah, if you're struggling with INAV, mate, if you want to kind of go through, then let me know. But I definitely need to have a little list because I, I will do things on a model and then get distracted and I won't remember where I'm up to. And with iNav, if you miss one thing, it won't work. Yeah. I, I, I I can fly on manual mode. I can fly on like level mode and it works fine. Return to home works beautifully. It will fly back to me and hover um, and circle me. But for some reason, why, if I, if I select, select uh, position hold, it just drops, it just kind of, and you take your hands off the sticks, it just literally nose dives into the ground. So level is okay. Yeah. Return, so at, what, horizon uh, or angle is okay. Return to home, which actually uses all the same modes and more, works fine. Yes. That is, that is very weird. I know, and I don't know. I know that I'm the problem. 
Like, you know, when you're like, <laughs> I have clearly, but I can't figure out what the f- I've done. Okay. Does it think it's a Have I got s- two modes selected? No. Yeah, yeah. Don't make that, me that get it down. Be, that was going to be. My... <laughs> no, yeah, I know. That was, that. in your defense, that was the problem last time, but it isn't it now. Was okay. The okay. You need right. to put alt hold with position hold. Is that right? Uh, if you do GPS, uh, if yes. you have the model trimmed so that at cruise it maintains the height, uh, you don't necessarily need altitude hold, but it definitely helps if you're in like a windy situation and the plane's getting bounced around. But I'm quite, again, if you sh- just give me a shout. Don't suffer in silence. No, I, I want to. I what, uh, One thing I'm I do... Guessing, but I reckon if I took a look at GitHub repository and read out what was going into version 3, it wouldn't say position hold on fixed wing makes model crash to yeah, the ground. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> also, does, does anyone remember the old um, uh, TBS uh, uh, VTXs? You know, that yeah. only run on 5 volts? Has anyone got any idea of a decent um, power supply? Because I, tr- I, I chose, uh, you know, vo- uh, a voltage thing to like run that off because there's nothing... I put one of the little HGLRC Nano VTXs, you know, the one that's like the size of your thumbnail in a mm. model. You know, uh, that thing I made last week and then realized it was only five volts and kind of went, oh, and use one, <laughs> one of the little Maytech, um, uh, again, th- like a, thumb- a thumbnail size thing. Oh, the, little- the Maytech uh, voltage dividers. Yeah, and it and it worked beautifully, really good. I mean, that was in fixed wing, right? So I didn't have to use any caps or any of that crap. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to. That's, that's the problem I've got is that I've got yeah a ton of noise. So you need an LC filter or something in there as well. Yeah, maybe. I I, f- I found I found a a little thing, but I I think it's because my camera wasn't tied to it as well. Are you taking it straight from the battery leads, or are you taking it from somewhere else? No, because the battery's 14, 15 volts, isn't it? No, I mean that to feed your, your back. Uh, yes, the PDB. Hmm. Shiny Video is saying the Palulu 5-volt regulators is good, and I, I've heard that a lot. I don't I've, use them, but I've, I've heard that a lot. I've used them a few times. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they do the job. But I, I, as you've seen, I put massive capacitors on everything and order the wrong size capacitors. So, you know. Well, generally oh, speaking, ESC <clears throat> or fixed wing normally have big old capacitors in there. It just depends. If you're using something, some opto one from a quad, then that generally is noisier because the the cleanup is elsewhere, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I just. Uh, I got told I, I was chatting to um, I, I was chat, chatting to Magic Pencil about it, and he was like, "Oh, it's probably because the camera's getting noise because that's coming directly off the PDB, and the ground level mm. is is different." Definitely have all the wires going back to one point for the ground, definitely, because I, I I have had that as well. Well, yeah, it's not the regulated ground; it's just going straight back to the PDB ground. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I've I've I found that with OSDs as well. When you get ghosting on OSDs, they only like a certain type of ground. It, it it's one of the worst things. Uh, I I hate it when you make a model and then you fly it and then either the OSD flicks in and out or you have some weird distortion. It can take you days to try and figure out what it is by putting LC filters in caps. You know, you end up well. It's like a big yeah. Christmas tree of crap, and and it's still <laughs> still exactly the same. I mean, I tried to get rid of it on this brain, uh, this brain dart thing that I was talking about that I had to hot glue back together yesterday. Um, and I tried everything to try and get. And in the end, I was like, you know what? I'm not bothered. It's a, it's a very faint shimmer, you know, kind of like that on the screen. And actually, once you've been flying for. 20 seconds you kind of forget about that you're watching what's going on anyway so i was like you know what i can't be asked because the thing is you had to kind of desolder everything to put the lc filter in then you had to wait for a good day to go out to fly it to find it was exactly the same <laughs> then you came back you took the lc filter and then you put the cap in 
and then you put the cap in the LC, and then you thought maybe it's the LC filter's wrong. I put the LC filter mm-hmm. in the other position for the VTX, not, and it just you know you lose the will to live. I oh, know. I mean, the, the modern VTXs are so much nicer, aren't they? They take care of so much of that crap, um, clearing up a lot of the stuff. Which which version of the VTXs have you got? I think I think Winter Blues uh, giving us uh, some Oy. super chat because we've been making Oy. such a good argument for the DJI HD stuff, which uh, Winter Blues is, is such a fan of. I think that's that's what you're saying here. Oy. It's like, oh, it's analog stuff. We have to deal with a load of noise and ground and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. For like the small break. Hey, wacky Wes. Hello, how you doing? Hey, hey. Maybe just swap the VTX because it's it's that is a problem that I don't remember dealing with in the last few years. It used to be the fact that it's like talk about quads. You have a PDB. You have a flight controller. You've like taking five volt from here and the twelve volt from here, and you're hoping it all connects. These days, it's just like. uh Battery and, uh, and and your full voltage is going into your flight controller. It runs it. You're putting your full voltage into your VTX. VTX can power the camera or whatever. Everything just handles it, and you get a lovely clean picture. Yeah, like, everything, wow. everything's HV now, so you can just run it from the battery. Yeah. Yeah, on um, most flight controllers, I mean, I must admit, a lot of them, I mean, I've been playing with the, these are some of the new ones from Holybro, or Holybro, depending on how uh, you want to say it. Um interesting as you're talking about it Wayne I've just got one in front of me here but the, but these are so good these days that actually you know doing all the voltage cleanup you just have to solder everything on and most of them these days have all the bloody cables so you just kind of you know you daisy chain them all together the Matek flight controllers the only the only Matek flight controller I've ever used that had really crappy voltage regulation was that little 411 one. uh, the 411 wing I think that was yeah. the one that I, and it was just pants. That was the one I ended up putting LC filters and caps everywhere. Yeah. And every, and the 405 and the, all the others are just, the, the voltage out of them is rock solid. The reason why I chose that VTX is because I want to send that quad to someone who's new in the hobby. So it's an easy to look up VTX. Trouble is it's version 1.1 as well. So it's, it's old school. hasn't got uh, hasn't got small audio. So uh, shiny video stuff is saying in the chat is um, it, is this because we're all using old quad parts for your wings? Just to cl- just goes to show wings are second class citizens with a winky face. Um, I think that is part of the problem. I know one of my mates built a little six hundred millimeter wing and he put a quad motor and a quad prop on the back with a quad ESC because that's what he had in his spares bin and it flew like crap. And the reason is, is that um, the prod, prod, very late, quad props are all designed, you know, it's all about, it's static thrust, right? It's about, you know, generating enough static thrust to keep the thing in the air. Um, Props and motors for fixed wing stuff is actually more about, you know, generating speed. So it's not about, so because static, I did a video a while ago, some of you may, sorry, but there's a whole thing about static thrust, i.e. lots of air being pushed backwards does not equal a really fast plane and the problem is is that the quad motors and props and fixed wing motors and props are kind of designed to do completely different things so if you're right if you use a quad system on a on a plane it's usually uh, unless you think about it you know you can get into big trouble so i think you're right i think that's absolutely what we do loads of people do it though right because I think yeah. if you buy a, a nice plane and it's like big and it's going to carry expensive stuff, then you, you, you buy nice stuff for it. But bearing in mind, you can get a bit of foam board and like I can make this fly with a couple of spare bits. I'm just <laughs> going to put them on there and see what happens. Yeah, really yeah. what, what it usually is, is I've crashed the quad and I only have three ESCs and three motors, but that's good for, <laughs> you know, three wings. That's, that's three great. planes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or oh, oh v- VTOL, VTOL. Uh, just to let you guys know, I've actually I'm actually getting a VTOL model shipped here. I'm uh, um, ready to fly VTOL because I want to basically have a look and figure out how they've made it work. I think against a Holy Bro thing, but it's um, my first ever VTOL plane and VTOL experience, and I'm so excited about it. I've been Will trying to get into VTOL. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 
I, 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 yeah. Do, do we want? What, to what, what is the system on it, Lee? Is it is it um, a wing with big, big moving surfaces <laughs> or vectoring or, or what? I, I think it is like a more conventional plane with motors that are actually tilted at the forty five degrees. It's a slightly weird one, um, but it's running uh, Ardu pilot so x-plane stuff which is actually really good for vtol systems because i because personally i want the motors and props to do both jobs so i'm not dragging a load of motors and props around when i'm flying that i don't need because a load of people you know will have like a big motor and prop at the back to push it along or to pull it in the plane configuration and then four motors that are just there to you know to hold it in the air for the quad stuff so when you're flying your your wing those four are just dead weight and then when you're when you transition the moat and it just doesn't make sense i thought the way that frank was doing it was really smart where the it kind of it used the same motors and props for both types of flight and you can do that but it's yeah, just it, you need, it you definitely need, it, it works it's not as easy but it does require me to actually fly it at some point which i haven't yet done uh i i bought I, well, I, a couple of weeks ago, I I bought um, telemetry radio to actually know what's going on with it. Um, but yeah, I need to just dig it out and plug it in and see what the GPS is like here, because that was the problem I was having before was I wasn't getting the GPS working, um, and I didn't. Well, I I have I I'm not comfortable with the RG Pilot thing of fail safing to flying around on GPS. And I, it just, just doesn't just doesn't appeal to me at all. I would much rather it just die in the kind of INAV, well, at least beta flight, clean flight kind of way of if it if you lose control, please, please stop flying. Um that's my preferred way. Um, <laughs> I, you, you you say that until the first time it actually saves your bacon. And then you kind of yeah, go maybe. Okay, I'm con- okay. I'm converted. I'll get the tattoo and everything. You know, I'm, I'm kind of there. But but I'm I, you know I used to be with you definitely. But the first time you actually get into trouble and flip the return to home, or you have an issue and the radio whatever, and it just kind of you know gently sails into sight. Because the cool thing with things like Ardu Pilot and X Plane is that you can set it to do things like then descend and you know mm. land and disarm. It doesn't do what the Beta Flight stuff does, which you know it's just basically a crash that just happens to be closer to you. It actually does land it. It's really, really smart stuff. Uh, there's someone in the comments saying it's um, Andrew Newton was looking at a VTOL. Not sure, Caroline, to be honest. I haven't seen that. It's, um, it's the one from Holybro, I think. I'm pretty it's- sure his wasn't Holybro. It was um, a company I hadn't heard of. Right, Okay. Uh, yeah, this this uh, it's quite expensive. That's my only issue with it. It's like seven eight hundred quid. I'm getting I'm getting one as a loner to play with. I'm not buying one. Well, you heard Yet. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might, it, it might be when he, when he rings me, I'll be like, oh, I don't want to send it back. But but I love. I just Try love the idea. Well, joking aside, this um, so this is this is one of my friends who has a shop, and he sent me the version you know the the fpv dgi system with the version two goggles and the dgi quad oh crap that was and um 1200 quid or whatever it was and he said oh i've got one in i've opened it because i want to try it if you want i'll ship it to you and you can have a go i was like oh yeah that'd be really good it'd be good to have a play with it and it arrived and all i could think of as i would do my little flight was just just this cat you know the cash register noise (laughs) it was just going like because i think if i break this i am gonna have to clean a lot of dishes to make this up to this guy this is gonna you know um, so so it it was i mean the technology dgi it works beautifully it's dead easy to fly you know it, it was it was very very impressive but it was just 1200 quid holy crap yeah if i even bend anything with this because it, it's not designed so that you can just easily replace the arm like it's not a snap-on unit or anything with dgi you know it was like a well you've seen them haven't you the number of have you seen how much stuff is on ebay for that for the dgi fpv stuff the individual components obviously people have just got it smashed into pieces <laughs> and just be like oh, i can't use this bit. now especially with the price of the spare parts you know even fairly directly from dji for that stuff it's just crazy money for anything 40 quid for a new camera (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> with the, ca- the camera, the, go- the goggles, I must admit, are a big improvement in terms of the on-screen display of the version one. You know, it's got colour and it looks, it's really pretty. But it's like, yeah, 1,200 quid, holy hell. Um, yeah, it was It was a weird one. It, it was, it, I was so unimpressed, I thought, I'm not even going to make a video about that because all it's going to do is just, I'm just going to be ranting kind of like I am now, but for like a 30-minute video going, this is not what the hobby is about for me. Uh, but some people we, love it. We've been we've been having this uh, heated debate on the Discord lately of, uh, is it terrible? Is it uh, a complete perversion of the entire hobby? Or is it, in my view, just a completely different thing that just happens to ha- have the same acronym in its title? Right. For for me, in the yeah, same way that uh, a road bike and a dirt bike and a mountain bike uh, all have the word bike in them, uh, yeah, an FPV quad and a DJI FPV quad both have FPV quad in them. Right. It's but they're for they're for different purposes for different people doing different things with different budgets and different uh, you know skill availability levels. of time and skill levels and yeah, yeah it's just you're looking to do different things with it. Um, you know, if, if you're just looking for kind of some fairly swoopy footage, um, then I think the DJI FPV quad is, is not a bad way to go. Um, but don't expect it to be survive a crash. Yeah. Survive a crash. (laughs) Don't expect it to be like training wheels for flying a, like a normal FPV quad really. Um, I don't expect it to be as easy to mod or you know maintain or do anything with, but it's it's just it's a different toy. It's it's a Mavic with some racing stripes on it. It's not. Um, That's exactly what it is, and a spoiler on the back. But it, yeah. <laughs> it, but in terms of the design, the design is terrible. You know the whole thing about when you land, the battery can get caught, and how it's laid out, and some very expensive parts are in very vulnerable places and um you know i just think you know dji with all the money that they have they could have come out with something that was really innovative and groundbreaking with you know with kind of the snap on arms and things like that that could have made it if you did fly it a little bit more aggressively and Mm -hmm. had a little bit of an accident a disagreement with a tree or a piece of ground then um you know you didn't you didn't have to take the whole thing apart or reach for soldering iron and just uh, and uh, yeah, anyway, but I did you I, burn any of the stuff off? I did, and it was it's just too heavy, terrifying. Oh, it was horrible. Um, no, no, it, well, it, it weighs so much. I mean, you, you know, if you threw it at somebody's head, you could probably kill them. <laughs> it was it was like a house brick, it was ridiculous. Curry, did you did you have you been flying? Yeah, I flew last Friday, I was testing out a vtx with ridiculous power i got the the rush fpv solo tank which 25.0 milliwatts yes yes 25 milliwatts up to 1.6 watts not that i would do that of course all my videos are simulated but yeah surprisingly it didn't overheat in in a massive lump of fire which surprised (laughs) me most that's because mostly it is a heat sink (laughs) somehow <laughs> constructed right. in it so it stayed completely cool i was quite impressed with it because i like i really do like the um the rush fpv stuff jack if you put one of those on your on your whatever you're building it it, it won't have lines all over it that's that's the thing yeah but it, neither it, will it anyone else's in within a five mile radius because they'll all just have your image mm. yeah <laughs> that's the good yeah. thing See, I thought I was flying it at 200 milliwatts because I set the power to two, and that was 400 milliwatts. It goes 25, 400, 800, 1.6. <laughs> 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 slightly crazy. Surprisingly, I wasn't able to outfly the range on, on anything because <laughs> I hit the sea, and I thought, I'm going to have to turn around and come back now. We've run I out have, of England. I yeah. have identified uh, near me uh, a set of fields that I can that all have public access to them and yeah. have no roads in between them and you can go over a mile just over fields that are all accessible without any kind of people nearby and uh, green laners use it so it's like there's no worries about bothering people with noise because it's like 
motorbikes with their mufflers taken off. So, you know, That's good I news. don't think we'll get some complaints. So I've, I've got that. Eyeing, I'm eyeing up that as somewhere to fly something. That's good. Although I did have a, a comment in my video saying someone got to 6.25 miles with it, but they were worried about running out of battery because they were using a, a four-inch long-range quad. And I thought, the fact he's got that far doesn't impress me on the range. It just does impress me that it can keep a quad in the air and get it back again. <laughs> he said he managed to get it flying for 24 minutes somehow, which is uh, slightly Whoa. crazy. But he still can't get to the end of the range. You'd have to put it in a big old plane and uh, just leave it flying for an hour and see what happens. Yeah, Someone will do it, and they'll probably put it on YouTube. I expect so. I expect so. Shady was asking, what was the TBS carbon quad where all the components were plugged in? Was it the Vendetta? Yes, it was, Shady, it was. Um, I quite, I thought it was a really nice idea, but I didn't fly mine because I was really worried because it was all carbon fiber. It's a beautiful thing, but if you crashed it, it would have just disintegrated. You'd have carbon fiber chips everywhere. You'd have never got it back together. Yeah, didn't you have to like buy the, the motors on the arm like a boomerang? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, they were like boomerang yeah, pack. That was it, like like a boomerang pack. And the the arms kind of stacked in, and it was all kind of old mm. connectors. It was the the connector was like a three prong XT sixty. The the weren't they? That, yeah. the first place I'd ever seen them. Um, the M- you know, MT sixties is that what they're called? Wow. Yeah, it is. Well done, Frank. That's pretty impressive. Where'd you pull that Thank from? Uh, hanging around with Tony and the uh, X class, X class boys. Yeah. He's ma- making up for it for me saying that the way he o- does open TX is wrong. I mean, he's like, huh? It's not wrong. I know what it it's not wrong. It's a completely, it's a valid way to do it, Jack. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, have we covered anything on, on, in your list, by the way? <laughs> have we done one? We've done the Atom RC Dolphin. We've talked about VTOL and that was about, um, did you, that was about did you, it. Did you enjoy the right to repair episode or have you stopped listening to Let's Show now? <laughs> no, no, I did. I did watch it after we had a chat. I like that. Some people were talking about um, in, in the quote, in the comments, actually, see if I, I can go back up a little bit about how DJI want to make it. So you send it back to them to get things fixed. Uh, Robin FPV, here it is. At one end of the spectrum, Pain the 360 with his soldering iron and his hot glue gun. Uh, is it? He didn't write that. I just added that. Is it supposed to end up needing to be repaired by DGI? Um, yeah, I thought that kind of all ties into the same thing because I, I think it's a really interesting topic because the less uh, of the kind of homebrew stuff that we do as the hobby and the more kind of proprietary all-in-one closed system stuff we get into, the more we start to wander into that area where we need to think about that stuff, actually. Yeah. If you you know, if you have a VTX that blows up and you buy the same VTX and you solder it in to your model and then it doesn't work, where does that leave you? Are you allowed to do that? Does that violate your warranty? You know, is, is it only the manufacturer that can do that? I think, yeah, I th- it's a it's an interesting one. I mean, I I I'm not a fan of the whole proprietary thing anyway, because um, I like messing about, and I know lots of pilots don't like that part of the hobby. They just want to go out and fly. Mm. Uh, you know, I have a couple of friends who would quite happily just you know kind of just oh you set it up, Lee, and just give it me, and I'll fly it. Mm. Okay, um, but but I think that uh, yeah, there is danger abstracting it to the point where you know it's like your car these days you know back when i was a kid used to spend the weekend under it with you know set spanners and things trying to make sure it was going to start on monday morning to get it to work there's no chance in hell you can do that with a modern car you know you need a computer degree and uh all kinds yeah. of things to even look at what's going on back in the old day you could see if the wire had fell off it's probably going to be something to do with that these days you know you have to have get all your codes and then clear your codes so it'll even start uh, i know and it You've got stuff like um, Elon Musk, like you know, switching off uh, rapid charging, yeah, uh, out out of warranty, or if they don't like what you've been up to, and uh, basically the whole idea of that episode was we fly stuff that we're going to crash, we're going to need spare parts, and the fact is that they're not they're not supplied for long enough, or there's you know. Like for instance, the T motor motors, they've they they have iterations, you know. Like you know, we we're, we're on iteration four, so you could buy the the sixties V one, V two, V three, V four, and they're not compatible. 
with each other at all. And, you know, um, and, and like with DJI and flight controllers, say like you've got a KISS flight controller, if you've got the Fancy Pants PDV where you've got the you're using the serial ports plugged in and stuff, you can kind of like fully test it. But if you're not and you use the solder pads, remember the number one thing that Lee Painter 360 used to teach us? Plug it in first and see if it works. Before you the, solder it. Before you solder it, yeah, exactly. I've got that tattooed on me somewhere <laughs> in my mind. Uh. It, I, yeah, it, it, it was an interesting one last week, actually. And, yeah, yeah, I wish I'd have been around because I probably jumped on for that one because I, I think it is a it is a really it's an interesting topic and one we're going to bump into more because you know even with things like Fat Shark goggles, I mean Fat Shark have an amazing warranty. All right, we're talking about analog. All the DJI guys have just done. <laughs> but the Fat Shark goggles, you know, um, if you open them up and you play with them and you screw it up, a Fat Shark you can still send them back and they'll probably still fix them for you and they'll probably still do it for free. Um, you know, I mean, I've got one of my fat sharks. Um, the fans started making a noise, and I didn't have any, I no issue at all, kind of taking the fan shroud off and having a look because it might be that there was, you know, a bug's got in there, or it might be that with it being in the case, the little shroud that goes around it is slightly out around and it's catching one of the blades. No problem. Oil at all. pressure bearing. It could be oil pressure bearing. It could be, you know, the uh, the beak that what was it the the piston rings whatever. Um, I have no issue with that because I know if if I need a, if I need to get it fixed, I can just raise a ticket. Um, but a, mm-hmm. but it's quite you know even doing things like taking the my goggles apart to put things like the head tracker in, you know it, it's kind of like I'm, I feel reasonably comfortable with that. Um, I probably wouldn't when I first got them because I know that if I break them, I've got someone that you know a manufacturer that will back me up rather than tell me oh, well that's. Too- you broke it excuse my french um mm. you know yeah the, the, the new set's 450 pounds but you have to wait three weeks because we haven't got any um so yeah i i, I, I i'm gonna watch that with interest so thank you for bringing that up jack actually because i thought that was an interesting one that one yeah no no worries um so if there's any if there's any questions there then, is questions. Do you want to, have we got questions yeah fraser steen asks uh what about the best night flying plane uh oh depends what you're really after but the uh one of the ones that we really enjoy me and my mates is something called the night walrus i'm not sure if they do it anymore it was like uh, a a walrus with loads of leds embedded in it hobby king did it Mm. beautiful flyer you can kind of saw it about and it just it does look like a ufo but actually putting leds inside uh you know like a white model like the, the, the plane <laughs> behind me uh actually isn't too difficult you can put a couple of strips in that and there are some on here that. but you can't see them because it's blowing yeah. out um but but it depends what you want i mean it's pretty easy to if you're building a wing stick it in inside a wing as well but no the night walrus is probably the one that springs to mind there's also the there was an orbit neon which was like a wing that um zohd did but it's a very tame wing it's it's only nice if you just want to float around if you want to fly it like you stole it it's not good at that um, just a thought with your with your canards are they actually like actuated? they're not articulated oh. no that starts on my list at well, some point yet yet <laughs> but, <laughs> but if it means i can do faster turns for fpv combat you never know uh, yeah I keep and, and flaps do do your uh, like Harrier viffing and just yeah. full flap. <laughs> do the do the, the the Maverick Top Gun maneuver and oh, yeah. just you know, hit the brakes. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for some Duckerons or whatever they're called. You know the like, oh kind of yeah um, clamshell uh, spoiler things where yeah you, yeah the split. Your flapperons split open so that you have kind of drag on that side, so right. you have your. I'm waiting for the day that no. Lee. I, I, I speaking of which, um, I remember back in 2015, if you wanted any technical help uh, with a Tyrannus, it was uh, Lee's channel or CPO. If you remember him, everything CPO. Like, oh my word! Um, have you seen the Mud Art Mold LED controller? Has anyone seen any of that? No, that sounds interesting. What is it? So yeah, let's uh, let's have a let's have a quick Google. Hang on. Um, 
I know, I know. I just wondered if any of you had. Uh, search for Google. Is the that model. like um, the one? Oh, who was it? There was an LED controller that was released quite a few years ago. Um, is that some of the racers got together and put it together? Is it? Is this here? Hang on, share. Oh, this is going to be a nightmare for anyone listening. It looks like a little Bluetooth module. Is this is this right? It's like an ESP32 or something, isn't it? Yeah, shout out to Aloft Hobbies, by the way. Tonight's sponsored tonight's show. Uh, is it just, is it literally just a breakout board for an ESP32 that's got uh, some, just for plugging some LEDs into it? Yeah, it looks like it's got WS2812 LEDs that connect to it. And it looks like a Wi-Fi or Bluetooth connection to something. Mm. Um, Right, guys, let's let's call it there. Don't forget, next week is our 300 episode, which I need to talk to Lee about. Uh, That we definitely have a plan for, and we are very looking forward to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. Thank you so much for all our Patreons. Thanks for everyone who showed up. Thank you so much for all the super chats. Um, Zero, uh, Winter Blue, thank you guys. Um, Good to see Clive. Good to see you. Uh, Wynn, Richard Warwick, Tailspin, Robin FPV. uh, Caroline, lots Caroline. lots of... Content contributed yeah. <laughs> this evening. Make make me lab. RC Lobotics. Um, few few people we don't really see. Bear, is it like Big Bear or something? I can't remember. Um, Wacky Wes is here. Shiny video stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks to all our Patreons for keeping this show on the road and making Frank's life easier. Now that you know America's taken everything that we make on any episode. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh, thank you guys. You've been joined by Andrew slash Frank. Bye. Everyone's favourite Kerry Kitten. Goodbye. Um, the, the the Lord of the Wings, Painter C60. Happy fly. And I'd be bright until I fly. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Bye. Telemetry lost.